Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us. Thank First Bank for their sponsorship of the show. As we do Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our buddies right across from the Hattiesburg Mall. Really love those guys down there. Great food seven days a week. If you got a hankering for barbecue, you just won't do any better than Dickie's Barbecue, and we hope that you'll support Dickie's Barbecue. All right, we're going to be talking uh, to a Eagle Hour listener, Tango Downs, a little later in the show, who came by yesterday and uh, gave me some information I thought was worthy uh, to explore. Also, uh, we'll be talking to Kelly a little later in the show. We're going to start off today, though, with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. And Heath, I just want to say at the outset... While the Dixie Darlings, according to the uh, press release, present a danger to the student body, uh, we don't feel that you present any danger to us. So we're we're comfortable having you on the show, Heath, and we're not going to ask you to change your name. Is that okay with you? That is totally fine with me. I just hope that people <laughs> understand that, you know, there's no offense meant by my name if they feel that way, and I'm Correct. sorry if they do. Well, we just want you to feel safe and secure <laughs> when you're on the Eagle Hour, Heath, and uh, we we feel that way. So if it's okay with you, we're going to get into a conversation about Southern Miss football. And let's start by uh, you want to break a little bit of news today. There's a, there's a new QB in the camp, and uh, tell us about that. Well, uh, we've uh, Big Old Nation kind of known for a while that, Golden Eagles, uh, we're looking to bring in another quarterback. And uh, Trey the third young man out of Memphis who, by way of West Virginia, and let me just explain this way, is a graduate sophomore. He's a graduate redshirt sophomore. So he's graduated, you know, two and a half years. That's pretty impressive. He's got three years wow. to play. Wow. Um, 6'3", 230 pounds, dual threat, can run. Uh, watch some film on him. You can look him up on YouTube. Just do Trey Lowe the third. Watch him throw the football. It's pretty impressive. You say um, he graduated in two and a half years? He graduated as a redshirt sophomore. It took me two and a half years to get through my freshman year, he. So that is very, very impressive. Which means I don't think he's going to have a problem coming in and learning the playbook. Um, <laughs> Probably not. Though. I just, I, I just have that feeling. Um, and watching him on film, he did play some while he was at West Virginia. But as I said, the young man comes in, he has three years of eligibility. He could play immediately um, with the shortness and the quarterback, not not overall as far as height, but with the lack of depth in the quarterback room right now, due transfers out. He brings in a big shot to the arms of Southern Miss, a guy that they can use multiple ways uh, to come in as a change of pace quarterback. And as I said, you watch him throw the football. He has an absolute cannon. This is a... This is a guy who also played baseball at West Virginia, was a very good baseball player. So this is just a pure athlete coming into Southern Miss that, you know, a lot of people with rivals, he was almost a four-star. Actually, I would probably consider him a four-star uh, dual-threat quarterback out of high school. 
he is a very, very, very talented football player, and it's exciting for Southern Miss to get their hands on somebody who we have a really good quarterback at Southern Miss right now. But after him, what's going to happen? So, uh, you know, of course we have Tate Watley, but you, as Coach Hobson, he likes competition. So this is definitely going to bring in some competition to the uh, quarterback room. Any chance he'll play baseball? Uh, I'm not sure. Haven't heard on that. You know, probably at this point, he's probably decided he's going to play football and he's going to stick with it. But you never know. He may want to be a. He may want to be a. a dual star athlete. I mean, a yeah. dual sport athlete. So uh-huh. I mean, it's it just depends. I guess it would also depend on if they play football in the spring. Uh, you can't do both then. Right. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a big get for Southern Miss and. Uh, a real shot in the arm to the quarterback. Now, when you said play football in the spring, I, I could almost hear my uh, partner over there swallow from the uh, Laurel studio. You yeah, want you want to get in on that, uh, Luke? What? Well, not happening. I, we're, we're playing this fall here. No, you know that. Bob's, just looking, Bob's I, looking for anything in the world because there's no hope for the Redskins this season, so he's just trying to jump on anything else. The, the yeah. Washington Football um, Club, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I, apo- don't, don't, I apologize yeah, for not right. providing a safe environment for all of our I, listeners. I, I, you just upset a lot of people. You made a lot of people feel nervous there, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, before we get into Conference USA, just a couple more things about, about Trey Lowe, Heath. Uh, we didn't bring yeah. up his size. 6'3", 220. He can run, and people can, you know, like you said, Google those those highlights. A lot of them are just West Virginia um, uh, you know, practice highlights but this is a kid that southern miss recruited they actually offered him a few years ago he was offered also by navy north carolina illinois uh, arkansas state army um so i do do we look i mean what what is what is the plan here i mean jack is one of the most efficient passers in southern miss history do you feel like but but i when i when i watch Trelo the third though i see what i saw from caleb evans from Monroe and a Matt Kubik offense that beat Southern Miss a couple years ago. I see a guy that can throw. I see a guy that's probably one of the best runners on uh, instantly uh, at the quarterback position. Do we really feel like we may be in a dual quarterback system this year, or is it just going to be uh, we won't see much of Trey Lowe till 2021? I don't know. Maybe it's a point to where, I mean, I just really don't know what to say at this point. Maybe it's a point later in the season when he's been here longer. That they you see him start putting him in the game plan more and more, you know Kubik, Coach Kubik likes a quarterback who is mobile. And I'm not saying Jack's not mobile, but if you line these two guys up next to each other, Jack's going to lose that forty, that sprint every time. Um, we'll see going forward. I think you know if he comes in and impress and he plays his way into playing time, you've got to play him at that point. But it's still too early. We got to. Got to wait, and uh, but just the way he looks on film and his size, it's uh, he he meets all the benchmarks. Now let's just see how he plays. Yeah, and and that's that's the biggest thing. It's just exciting to uh, to get a kid. From a Power 5 school with three years to go. All right, we talked about Conference USA. Uh, Old Dominion bows out. Uh, UTEP has Paul's football activities, but pretty uh, pretty secure Conference USA-wise. Report came out from Brett McMurphy yesterday. Conference USA sources telling Stadium that the ADs are in unison uh, and that we're going to play football in Conference USA this fall. Is that what you've been hearing? I have, yes. That's exactly what I've been hearing. I've been hearing they're going to play. Uh, look. 
I don't know how the Mac's going to do it, and I don't know how the, the Mountain West is going to do it, but this is a situation where, you know, these schools need these games just to survive. Not just football. This far reaches football. This far reaches other athletic uh, sports, too. A lot of the Title IX sports, um, a lot of the non-revenue-generating sports uses the revenue from football to help pay for it. And if it's not there, what's uh, what are these schools going to do? Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of different things uh, about player safety. I think Southern Miss is doing a wonderful job uh, keeping these guys. Uh, Todd McCall spoke uh, to Coach today. Uh, Coach Boone and Coach Boone even talked about how good of a job Todd McCall and his staff are doing at keeping these kids safe. And you know, Southern Miss is already in pads. Um, so they're doing a good job, you know. And you look at the situation with these young men. Are they safer playing football than they are not playing football? Where they're being tested every day, where you know they're being watched so securely that that if something happens, somebody's on top of it. I ask. I, I don't know. I, I, it's a it's a it's an interesting predicament NCAA football is in. But right now, I think. You know, you got to learn to deal with this uh, virus. And I think that's the way Conference USA is looking at it, and they're saying we're going to play. All right, we want to clarify, in case you don't know, uh, Heath referenced uh, the Mountain West and, and the MAC course. We we reported earlier the MAC had, had uh, postponed its fall sports season. The Mountain West did, did the same thing last night. Heath, are you aware of any COVID cases? I mean, they're being very quiet about it at school. Have there been any COVID cases – on the football team that you're aware of? I'm aware of that some kids have had it. I don't think I know that. the ones in particular, things like that, they don't release that. But sure, they've probably had it. But I think that Southern Miss has done a good job of getting them protected and then getting them back out there on the field to start practicing again. Okay. Um, yeah, they've had cases, but they're not going to come out because of – and I understand that. They don't want people – these kids – they have a right to privacy at that point. Oh, yeah, and, I, and, and I'm not uh, suggesting they should be telling you who has had it. I'm just asking, no. have, a lot of schools report the numbers. Have you seen yeah. any indication of what the numbers may have been at Southern Miss? I haven't, but I do know that some have had it. I do know that that they have had it, but that they've come back and that they do a good job of quarantining them. Okay. And then I said Todd McCall and them are doing a great job. All right, hang on, Heath. We're going to keep you through the break. We're talking to Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Got several things I want to ask him about his uh, website and some of the latest stuff that's been swirling around. So don't go anywhere. Heath Hinton continues on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the show. We're talking to Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, uh, owner of that uh, great uh, publication and website, and we appreciate his time. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. That's where you find Southern Miss Apparel 
out the wazoo. They've got it uh, six days a week. You can shop at their store on Hardy Street. You can go online and uh, shop their great inventory of Southern Miss stuff at uh, uh, campusbookmart.net. All right, Heath, I have to bring this up. I'm hesitant to bring up these dangerous subjects like this, but on Big Gold Nation, what has been the reaction, if any, to the news earlier this week that the Dixie Darling uh, name would be changed after 66 years and their intro music would be uh, erased for the safety of the student body? Uh, There was a lot of vitriol. They're not happy at all. Uh, People are not happy about this, and they're wondering why, you know, they're changing the name. It's just a small group that's doing it. Um, They also want to know why the name is so so hateful, so derogative. What is it about the Dixie Darlings that's offensive? Uh, You know, people want explanations, and they're not getting it. And... uh, you know, they've been upset. People have really been upset about this. I mean, when you start messing with tradition, and when it's a tradition that doesn't, that to them, doesn't feel that it harms anybody, or this is not a tradition that should offend. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I'm kind of with these people. I don't understand what the problem is here. Right. I, I, just to make a note, we, we have an email into Jerry DeFada, Executive Director of the Alumni Association. We've invited Mr. DeFada on the Eagle Hour uh, to talk about this. As of, as of now, we have uh, really gotten no uh, response. All right, so percentage-wise uh, on your website, what percentage of alumni oppose this change? What percentage think it was a good idea? Uh, 98.5 oppose it. So there's 98.5 oppose it. And I'm saying that because I haven't checked that uh, thread this morning. So I'm giving them a 0.5, 1.5% on that. (laughs) Um, 98.5 do not want this to happen. Heath, how can, uh, what, who, who makes a decision that is opposed by 98.5% of the alumni and then gives no explanation really other than the, Ridiculous statement that was uh, was put out this week. Yeah, man, I don't know who would. Well, people who think that their idea is better than others, and that you know this is what I'm thinking that we should do, but I'm going to make the decision on my thoughts and not everybody else's. All right, that's so, what makes this. Decision. So, with Big Gold Nation, we can say officially, ninety-eight point five percent of the people responding. On, on your website or opposed to this change? I would actually, it would, when I looked last night, it's 100, but I would, but I haven't looked today, so I'm going to say 98.5, but probably even higher than that. Okay, interesting enough. All right, I got another question for you. We, we talk a lot about canceling fall sports. A lot of conferences have done it. 26 FBS schools as of today not playing fall sports. Does that include basketball, Heath? And if not, how, do, how does basketball fit into all of this? You know, basketball, uh, I asked Coach Ladner about this because I wanted to make sure basketball is considered a winter sport. And uh, it's not a fall sport, so it wouldn't affect it. The issue is, I mean, uh, once they start, it, it once, if people start canceling, when are they going to stop? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, where's the end in sight? Uh and also, on top of that, it's moving these sports to spring. Uh, the pure logistics of doing that is unbelievable. Then you're going to have uh, football players playing 10 out of 12 months. Mm-hmm. If we're worried about player safety, that's not real safe. 
Right. Football is a violent sport and not meant to be played like that. Right. So you can't make a decision, say, about player safety. We're going to kick the, kick the decision down the road. We're going to play in the spring. And that's really not safe for the players right. to play that much football in a year's time. But It's not like spring practice where it's four weeks. You're, you're yeah. going to have an eight-week season and four weeks of practice probably. Right. But it's your belief that if a school moves all the fall sports back to spring, basketball would inevitably be affected. Oh, it would, yeah, because the games are played through uh, winter and spring. I mean, think about it. Uh, March Madness, is, basketball doesn't end until March. Right. Baseball right. starts in February. You're going to have to. You're going to have to overlap all these sports. So, think about this: softball, baseball, football, basketball, men's and ladies volleyball. All these sports are going to track and field are going to be played at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not enough administration to cover that to be at all these games at one time right. on the road here and there. Um, it's just a logistical it's- nightmare. Yeah, it's a mess. There, there's no question about that. All right, Luke, five minutes left. Fire away at the Mr. Hinton here. Uh, he's continuing with basketball. Um, official now, Jay Malone reinstated, and looks like Angel Smith finally healthy. I think both of those guys, uh, Jay, would, would back up Tay Hardy. But Angel Smith's a kid that we really didn't get to see much last year because of uh, the, the wrist injury. But, man, just the top 20 recruit out of Florida, and just seems like Jay's got so much depth. Yeah, think about last season. He ended the season with, what, seven or eight players, really? Um, really more like seven uh, players that played a lot. This year he's going into the season with uh, the depth is unreal in this team. Tay Hardy uh, probably going to be the starter, but you uh, look at – I mean, to have Jay Malone as a quality backup, he was coming into his own right before the suspension. If you remember, he he had a great game right before his suspension. Um, I think that he is a type of kid that would be a great backup. And you could also play two-point guards on the floor at the same time. And with the guards and the quality players he's got coming in, he has – think about think about going from seven players to going to about 11 players that can play. And think about the adjustments, <clears throat> maybe even 12, that you can make on the court. It's it's going to be a totally different season for our Golden Eagle basketball. But, I mean, all consensus, uh, Tay Hardy's your point guard, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you bring a top 35 guy in that was Juco, you, he's going to start, and you watch him play, and you understand why. Yeah, he's going to be the starting point guard. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, go, go ahead. No, go ahead, Luke. Going back to football, what have you been hearing? Uh, looks like they're in, in pads um, starting, I guess, yesterday. Uh, what? And, and we're way ahead of everybody else. You know, the Power Five, a lot of schools hadn't even practiced yet. We're in full pads. What, what's some of the stories coming out of the early first week of camp? Uh, depth being a big thing. They actually started pads last Friday. Um, they, depth. Depth is a big thing. It seems like this team's a little deeper than it has been in the past. Uh, you look, at, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the linebacker core, the defensive line. Um, defensive coaches have raved about the depth, depth. And I think this season, it may not be the team that has the best start in 11. It may be the team with the most depth that's going to win football games. Because, uh, you know, you're going to have kids that no matter what are probably going to get sick. So you're going to have to have that depth in place. It's not going to be about who has the best 11. 
it's going to be about who has the best 33 on either side of the ball. He's going to be the best three deep. And you look at the linebacker core, it seems like all the linebackers, uh, when talking to Coach Peck, they all can play every position. They're very versatile in that. Uh, in the defensive backfield, all the players are learning to play the new play the positions with the new coach. Very versatile defensive uh, backfield. Defensive lines really deep. Uh, coach Boone was talking about it today, talking about how he really likes what he sees. And on the offensive side of the ball, you actually have running backs now that uh, you have a dual threat. When was, when was the last time Southern Miss had a Edo Smith a dual threat power? And Edo wasn't as much power he could, but a uh, power. Uh, and, and and fast. We've had the guys that were the scat backs. We've had the big power backs. But we haven't had the Don Ragsdales or the uh, Frank Gore Juniors. They have that now. An offensive line that returns for. Um, you know, there's some good things in place. You look at the wide receivers. you got the, you know, Tim Jones. you got wide receivers that have come in from junior college now that are really impressing. So I, I think – Depth is the biggest thing coming out of camp. The coaches really like the depth on the team. Right, last minute, Heath, is it fair to say, too, that depth will be more important than ever because you want depth to overcome injuries. Now having depth may help you overcome injuries and loss of personnel due to this daggum virus. That's what I'm saying. I think it's more important than just having the best 11 on the field to start the game. It may be important to have the best 33 on uh, 33 offense, 33 defensive, however they did the number, 33 players on either side of the ball. It's the team that's the deepest. Right. It's going to be the team that wins the most games. And I think that's more important this year than ever before. Right. Um, I think you're going to see, if Southern Miss is truly deeper, you're going to see that pay dividends on the field. Right. And we're not that far away, guys. I mean, September 3rd is right around the corner. Right. And uh, Thursday night, national televised game, You, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to watch. All right, Heath, we appreciate your time tonight. Luke and I have not made you feel uncomfortable or in danger at any point, have we? No, sir, I, I feel just fine, and uh, don't worry, you won't be hearing from my lawyers. It was totally fine, guys. <laughs> Heath Hinton, everybody, with a big gold nation. We always enjoy our conversations with Heath. We'll have him back on the show again next week as well. Kelly Sander, we're going to... Update the landscape of college football with uh, the Sandman right after this. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Thanks to Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joining us in those first two segments. If you're not a member of Big Gold Nation, go to BigGoldNation.com. Sign up today. Great insight and always appreciate Heath's analysis and uh, the scoop with Heath Hinton. Appreciate his time on the Eagle Hour today. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. If you did not eat at 4th Street Bar and Grill today, you missed Hamburger Steak Day. They had a patty hamburger steak, turnip greens, and loaded mashed potatoes. All that came with a drink, and it was only $8.95. Uh, their full menu is always available, and they're open until 10 p.m. 
Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly Sander joins us on the phone. Kelly, uh, Old Dominion cancels yesterday, uh, but it looks like Conference USA still set to play, but a little change with the uh, the with Rice. Uh, Golden Eagle's supposed to play them on Halloween. Rice backs their schedule up just a little bit. Yeah, as things continue to be fluid. Before I get to that, Luke, I just want to tell you I, I was not – Feeling really great this morning. I was thinking of going to the doctor, but but I, I was having all my Southern Miss swag fall out of my wazoo. You know, Bob was talking. <laughs> <laughs> Bob was talking about all that. <laughs> you can get all that swag. Bob's got that street cred. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm, why you I'm need to introduce sure. Bob to all your rap friends next That's time. Exactly Notorious uh, yeah. DNG. We, we'll come up something with, with Z- It's a Frank Zappa tune, man. The Great Wazoo. Come on, guys. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. I just I was going to say, I don't want any problems at my my Wazoo. Well, anyway. You, you don't want any Wazoo problems, Kelly. They're no. very uncomfortable. Uh, although, as you get older. But at any rate, um, <laughs> Luke did mention that, uh, that, that, of course, Old Dominion has pulled out of play for Conference USA. UTEP, because of some COVID infections, has shut their practices down. Now the Rice Owls have announced, Athletic Director Joe Carlgaard announced that Rice is going to be delaying its game, its first game, until late September. Now games that are affected there, they were supposed to open the season against the University of Houston on, on September 3rd. <laughs> That's Houston, correct, Kelly? Houston. Yeah, Y-O-U-S-T-O-N. And then they were going to open at home against Army on September 12th. They had another game scheduled with LSU, but of course, when the SEC changed its schedule, that game got canceled. So right now, as it stands, Rice will open the season in late September against Lamar out of the Southland. But again, because of the fluid COVID situation, athletic director at Rice, Joe Carlgaard, said that that is only the way it stands today. They will reassess the health situation, particularly around the Houston area. When you look at um, when you look at the state of Texas. That area of the state has been particularly problematic. He said they will reassess a little bit later on, but certainly holds the reservation to start the season even later than that or shut it down completely. So Old Dominion is out, UTEP not practicing. Now the Rice Owls say if things, if, if things go like they hope, they won't even get started until September 23rd. So right. things continue to be fluid in Conference USA. Right. Tell me if this overall scenario seems accurate to you kelly it appears that the big 10 and the pac 12 are going to get out the mountain west and the mac are already out the acc and the sec uh, moving forward with plans to play and the big 12 sort of in the middle i'd say that's where that's where it stands right now now our sources are telling us at the university of texas that all the administrators at texas want to play uh oklahoma is is practicing and look let's let's be honest and the big 12 those are the two big dogs on the front porch texas and oklahoma so they're gonna you know they're, they've got a little more pull than the kansases of the world when it comes to football anyway so if, if that's if those two you know have any say about it the big 12 will also play the big 12 is keeping its cards pretty close to his chest right now but i think going forward i don't i think the sec is going to play uh, there's there's too much money at stake in those particular schools, and there's more money to be made if nobody else plays. Mm-hmm. If you're the only dance in town, you can charge more for your ticket, so to speak. So I uh, look for the and- for the SEC and the ACC to play. Meanwhile, uh, in the FBS, the the uh, 
Sunbelt Conference has announced that, that they are going forward as scheduled, uh, all, of, all of their games. Really, of all the conferences around the country, be it big or small, the Sunbelt has, has, you really haven't heard a lot from the Sunbelt, but they said because there's nothing new with them. For them, it's business as usual. They're playing ball. Well, I did check on the Conference USA website right before we came on the air, and uh, uh, Texas San Antonio beat Lamar 3-2, to two, Kelly. I just wanted to pass that along to you. Was that that baseball score? That was the baseball score, yes. Doggone it. I had one of the USTA only minus scores. two. <laughs> I had USTA minus two. Well, I'll have to hey, share that but, one up. But seriously, Kelly, I mean, think about it this way, too. I heard some other people talking about this. It is in the best interest of the Power Five to play this way because this is what's going to happen. If college football doesn't happen, the NFL is going to take uh, Thursday for sure because they've really already taken that. They're going to take Saturday because they've taken that when college football season gets over. There's a good chance the NFL might play games on Friday. And so what's going to happen whenever college football starts back? The NFL is not going to give back a market because they're you know so compassionate and meek and mild at heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be less lucrative for even Power 5 schools because the, the NFL has so, so much of a bigger market. So, you know, you want to talk safety and stuff. We all know money runs the table. It is in the best interest of the SEC and the ACC to play because they're going to get less money in TV deals down the while if the NFL gobbles up the market in their absence. Yeah, exactly to my point that, that, that they know how important it is you know, to be able to play. Uh, but as far as the, the health of the athletes go, Major League Baseball now, not to change the subject, guys, but kind of related, Major League Baseball is uh, talking with the NHL and the NBA about how they set up their quote-unquote bubble to where very few athletes you know, have tested positive. And Major League Baseball may implement some type of bubble community when it comes to the postseason because the teams that qualify for the postseason, they want to make sure that everybody is healthy and good to go when the World Series run if you want to call it that, this year happens. So Major League Baseball, you know, saluting the NBA and the NHL for how effective it's been in, in uh, keeping, you know, COVID infections down. So Major League Baseball may also adopt a bubble-type uh, situation at the end of the year. Well, Kelly, has your opinion changed? You were one of the first people that um, on this show said you just didn't think you were going to see much football this fall. it's sort of like you're standing in a field, you know, and there's a grass fire on the other side of the field. And as you stand there, you see the fire getting closer and closer to you. You're not sure if it's going to get to you, but you're, you're just not so sure that you're safe either. And I just sort of have that kind of sense in, in college football that we just don't know from day to day, what's going to be the next development. And kind of like the analogy you used, Bob, it just depends on what direction the wind is blowing. Well, you yeah, know? And, I mean, it does. And, and the high school, you know, you haven't heard a whole lot about high schools, you know, but, uh, but Governor Reeves is supposed to either be making an announcement today or tomorrow as to what crowd limitations will be for these high school uh, games. And you'd have to wonder if the crowds are so minimal, if the high schools might say, look, we can't even make enough money to pay our bills. Uh, to pay the you know the MHSAA and to pay the opposing teams and to pay the officials etc. So you might see some high schools say it's really not even financially worth it uh, to play because again it's been no secret that high schools aren't exactly sitting on piles of money. Um, they certainly don't have money coming out of their wazoo. So uh, you know we'll see we'll see what happens there. But the high schools have have been pretty quiet. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, right now it's all business as all business as they had planned. But as we know, just since Jeremy McLean was on the show Friday, several things have changed just since then. Well, the Greenville public school yeah. system is out. I mean, so there there has been one. Uh, and I saw yeah. this morning there. There, uh, I saw a report this morning that uh, of the schools that are back in session in, in uh, Mississippi, twenty two now are reporting COVID cases among the student body. So. And I think Bob, a couple of the private schools in the Jackson area. Um, I think Jackson Prep was one of them. Might have been JA. Uh, Might have been the other one. But they're they're pushing all of their sports back. You know, the private schools tend to start a little bit early, both academically and athletically. Mm-hmm. But I think they're pushing things back now, even after getting a start because of some concerns, mm-hmm. which which was certainly the motivating factor with Rice. They just want to sit back and see, you know, how this thing uh, develops. But right. uh, as your first game, not even till September 23rd? That's almost yeah. October, obviously. Six se- September twenty sixth. Yeah, again. Oh, that's uh, even worse. Yeah, Kelly, uh, about about thirty seconds, forty five seconds left in this segment. Uh, pretty cool news. Kenny Payne, who is from Laurel, Mississippi, uh, played at Louisville, is a national champion up there. Southern Miss fans still feel like he sold him out, but anyway, he's been John Calipari's right hand man at Kentucky. He named yesterday to be an assistant coach with the New York Knicks. I know uh, you followed him early on. Pretty cool for Kenny Payne to be in the NBA now. Yeah, and I, I kind of admonish and said in the stands that you know, kind of booed him quietly when he played for Louisville when he came to Reed Green Coliseum. <laughs> I mean, I get that you bleed black and gold, but he's a local guy, and you always want local guys to do what I do anyway. Uh, come on, it was Louisville. It was Louisville, yeah, and Kelly. Purvis Ellison. Purvis Ellison, I think, played for Louisville for like 12 years. Yeah. You know? I never could figure out how they had him so many years. All right, Kelly, thanks. I just want to let you know, Kelly, if, if you're Wazoo, cranks up on you i have some creams you could just give me a call and i'll i'll be glad to pass those, those along rickets too. <laughs> all <Yeah>. those rickets <laughs> it cheers rickets too I'm, I'm in hope you hope your wazoo is comfortable for you kelly thanks guys have a good one bye Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Always enjoy our conversations with our good buddy Kelly Sander. Glad he's feeling so much better uh, right now. Um, we're just glad that he got past the virus. Also want to thank Keith Hinton for coming on the show as he does uh, every Tuesday with Big Gold Nation. This segment sponsored by Hattiesburg Toyota. They've got a huge inventory of trucks, SUVs, and cars. Uh, No better brand on the road. No more durable vehicle on the road. And no dealership will treat you better than Toyota of Hattiesburg. And we thank them very much for their support of the Eagle Hour. If you're in the market for a car, truck, or SUV, you got to check them out before you uh, put your name on the dotted line. Okay, it's pretty rare that we... uh, that we bring listeners to the Eagle Hour on the show. We're going to try to do more of that. We we appreciate every person that listens to the show every day. Uh, Tango Downs is a big listener of the Eagle Hour. Tells me that he uh, listens every day. He gave me a call yesterday afternoon after the show and expressed the uh, same frustration I think a lot of football fans are feeling right now about the uncertainty of the college football season and maybe things that could be done uh, perhaps to uh, – 
to ensure that we'll have a season more. So I ask I ask him to come on the show today. And, and first of all, I want to thank you, Tango, for being an Eagle Hour listener. You told me you listen all the time. We're very grateful to you for that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, you expressed some frustration yesterday, as all of us are feeling, about the uncertainty and uh, and and all the uncertainty surrounding COVID and how it's affecting college football. Kind of elaborate a little bit uh, to our listeners what you said to me yesterday. Well, let me let me preface this by saying that that no, number one, Southern Miss can't the, the from what I heard your program earlier that that they can't afford to not have football. It supports all the other sports too. And we've got the science out there, and I've vetted this out, and anyone else can too. You can go to uh, covidsilverbullet.com or go to YouTube and look up Dr. Richard Bartlett. He's got a treatment that he's been using for 20 years. They use it on children as low as two months old that have breathing problems and, and adults in the 80s and 90s for breathing problems. And it's a nebulized steroid, and it, it's called... Um, but that's a bud, B-U-D-E-S-O-N-I-D, but that's an And one lady that he treated, she was down. She had cancer, lymphoma cancer, and she had been down on, flat on her back, almost on her deathbed on a Friday night. And he, she called him, and he, he went to the emergency room and saw her and prescribed this. By Monday morning, she was back at work and worked an eight-hour day. This is no, this is no kid deal. This is the real deal. The thing about it is it only costs $3 a dose, and every pharmacy has plenty of it. But there's also the hydroxychloroquine they're using as a prophylactic treatment for people to not get the COVID. These football teams need to be giving this to these kids. You can go to your, your doctor, your nurse practitioner, and, and you can ask them to prescribe this hydroxychloroquine. It's not expensive. Big Pharma don't want to hear it because it's not making them any money. Mm-hmm. But we need to get over this politicized, number one. This, this thing has been politicized to the point where the Democrats don't want to hear it, the left-leaning liberal media don't want to hear it. But, you know, we've got a lot of liberals in our universities, too, and they're not listening to it. Facebook won't even let you post this YouTube video on Facebook because it doesn't fit the narrative. But, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on, especially in, in South Mississippi right now, that we can do to ensure that we can have fall sports, we can have fall football. You know, it's just like the, the other things that are going on with this. The Dixie Darlings, what's up with that? <laughs> does, does anyone even know where the Dixie came from? The Dixie would come from we, Louisiana. It was Dix, D-I-X, was the French term for tent. And that's where the term Dixie came from. They they were circulating these bank notes, and they called them Dixies. They were $10 ten Dix notes is what they called them. They started calling them Dixies. That's no more racist than anything than, than the man on the moon. I'm right. just telling you. Right, Luke? But but it, it doesn't allow our university to promote a safe environment. I mean, you just gotta you just gotta believe the experts out there. The experts out there know better than all of us. They have inside information, and uh, yeah, it's just what's best. I mean, you don't see that. I mean, come on, man, you, you got to know this is what's best. I, well, they'll, I, I prefer they'll, they'll take to be our honest. Money. Go ahead. You're they'll exactly right. Money. Yeah, they will. They'll take our money and and they will uh, they will use the tax money and fund all their stuff with it. So here's what we shall do today. We shall 
close this program out by taking a uh, a big dose of hydro, hydro, whatever the the medicine is that you talked about hydrochloroquine and let's wash it down with a with a cup of cool liberal tears <laughs> cheers <laughs> to the end well Thank- you know the bible's real clear about fear it's all over the bible is don't fear anything and because the lord god is with you and jesus christ is our lord Amen. and savior Amen. Hey, Tango, we appreciate your input, and, and we really appreciate uh, your loyalty to our program and, and your concern for Southern Miss, man. We, we share that with you, and uh, and we thank you so much for taking a moment of your day to talk to us. Thank you so much for having me on. Y'all have right. a great day. Tango Downs, everybody. A lot of, lot of emotion Hydro- right now. Hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Wash it down with a 32-ounce... Because you got to get it big, you right? Know, you got to right. have those those belly busters, right? Right. Cool liberal tears, and we could probably nice find day. that on the campus. Would be my guess. Yeah, liberal tears. If we, oh uh, yeah, if we they search for them. All right, that wraps up. Uh, <laughs> that wraps up this edition of the Eagle Hour, and we just can't say thank you enough to people like Tango and all of you that tune in every day to the show. Luke and I'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.